Ever wonder why so many triathletes floating about at the moment that we've online coaches saying it's the best investment? You too could be one that's walking around the transition area with saying, my coach is friggin' awesome. All you gotta do is go to trainsmove.com for $60 a month. And this is $60 Australian, which is like pff, the lowest form of currency in the world. I'm positive of it. You could get me to coach you. All you have to do is go to trainsmove.com and let's crush it together. Awesome people. Welcome to episode 416 of the Trainsmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Send me through an email, Tim at Trainsmooth. I better get, jump on to the website, trainsmooth.com. Have a look at all the hard work I've been doing on the website lately. I've like, you know, spending a little bit more time than I wanted to, but I'm finding it rewarding. Um, and if you haven't got a question, shame on you. Come up with one. But if you haven't got a question and you actually want me to actually write about something in particular, send me through an email, Tim at trainsmove.com as a, you know, big fella. I'd like you to cover blah, 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 whatever it is. And I'm ju- I'm trying to cut out all the fluff on the website. I've, I've deleted, um, I'm up to, up to over 70 blogs I've deleted off the website. And just, no one wants to hear about a race race report in 2016. Um, or crap, I'm trying to get, trying to just have, have good stuff that people go, you know, eventually want people to go, I wonder about, you know, race power. Ha, train smooth. I've got to go to that website. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, or how to come up with um, what what should be my chronic training load number be for this particular race. And uh, should, why don't I just check train smooth out? That's kind of where I'm heading towards. Uh, unfortunately, it all takes time. But yeah, just have a little look around. <laughs> um, today's question comes from Matty. Who writes, I have my first Ironman in seven months. How should I attack it so I am right for race day? Um, I would break that up. For starters, good on you. Uh, I'd break it up into four-week training blocks. So so over seven months, you're looking between seven to eight uh, four-week training block so i'd break it up to that and i would look at just following a nice well for starters you can just get a um a six-month training program if you want a plan and, and taper you know change it to suit your available training hours and it, and you take away a, li- a lot of the um guesswork so to speak you can do it that way um or you can just break things down um into four-week training blocks i like four-week training blocks because you get and have a particular thing what you're trying to target each each block so grab your little spreadsheet or a pen and paper or whatever you have and then just write you know block one block two block three blah 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 with block four being um peak in volume slashing going down in tapering for race day slash race day um and you're just kind of working your way back from there. So to follow a nice, simple, basic template, you're having three phases in your training. And it depends on how you're going. It depends on how long the phases go for. So the first phase is technique and skills, skill work. So I'm, I'm not talking about doing you know 100 drills, but I'm talking about just doing the basic 
techniques and skill works. And this goes from a back of the packer through to Jan Frodeno. He, he would be doing the same sort of um, format for his races. He may not be spending uh, huge amounts of time in phase one. He might spend a week, he might spend a month or whatever. But it'd be mostly doing, you know, just doing um, some active cadence work and some run drills and just mostly focusing on all skills and and development phase one so you could do that for for your first training block Um, or two whatever you whatever you feel comfortable you don't need massive volume yet Um, and I'm assuming before you start all this you've had a have that serious sit down with with your family and over over communicated as i like to put it over communicate with your family this is what i'm gonna have to expect i'm gonna need to get in some six hour bike rides i'm gonna have to get in two to three hour long runs on weekends now i can leave at six in the morning but i'm gonna be home at midday for my uh, you know preferably every week but if if, you know that's going to be hard so let's say every second week but the other week i'm going to need to get at least a three-hour bike ride in yeah so you're going to have to communicate with this with the family because if they're going oh yeah you should do an ironman yeah good on you and then you go i'm going for a six-hour bike ride and they go oh hell you know you're not you know i've got soccer tomorrow and you've got to do such and such so you've got to communicate that so we'll just assume that's all taken care of um, so phase one is skills and technique. Phase two is building strength. So that could be building some volume on the bike, um, volume on the run. It could mean a lot more hill work, um, big gear work on the bikes, swimming with some paddles if you're at that level, um, but mostly focusing on strength. So get, almost, you know, you getting to the stage where you're getting the volume in you're now building the recovery through your volume so that could last up until 16 to 12 weeks out from from your ironman and then the last part is you know what they call speed work but or focusing on speed which is for an ironman i'd be especially your first ironman i'd be saying race more race specific work so um really dialing into th- that intensity if you've got a power meter well then it's really focusing on making sure you're able to hold that power that you're trying to achieve on race day um if not are you doing it via heart rate or you're just going on field all good stuff but are you able to hold whatever you're trying to do for race day and you're just dialing everything in come come leading into it not be trying to peak your long run um, see, I'd, I'm guessing this because I don't know what your run background is um, but I'd be trying to maybe look at making your longest run anywhere between four to three weeks out um, and I, I really like um, you can't force long runs because you can you're just asking for an injury but it, I like doing as many 20 mile long runs into a lead up to an Ironman as humanly possible if you can do 20 in 20 weeks I like that Um but not every, especially um, new athletes can't do that. They'll just break down every time. But trying to at least get a couple of twenty-mile runs in closer to race race day and maybe three weeks out, peaking at peaking at twenty miles and then just slowly tapering it off with the week before a ninety-minute run, so to speak. Um, but I, I would probably. There's plans out there. I'd be looking at getting a couple of plans, having a look at it, trying to get some ideas on sessions. But but the key the key factors are you've got to get the volume in, 
um, you, you you guys have heard me say you got to get the volume in you've got to get the recovery through the volume and then you can add intensity so that's kind of what, what we're doing here with the with the three phases trying to get some volume in and you're trying to recover through the volume and I would especially for people with busy lives I wouldn't recommend penciling in a weekly well most people I wouldn't recommend penciling in a recovery day saying oh every Monday it's a day off got to rest um, quite often a lot of us don't need to do that um, we can just do an easy you know I'm, add easy days that's all good stuff you'll recover a lot better through easier days an easy spin on the bike than a day off but more importantly I see this tons of times people pencil in Monday to have a day off and then something happens in their life on Thursday and they can't train. Well, that's two days down now. You, have, you haven't trained in that week. So if for some reason you need a day off in the week, try and make it like a Friday. So if you, something happens Tuesday, you've got Friday where you can you know, get something, get some more volume in so you're not missing two days. This is really the secret when we're talking Ironman and doing well in Ironman is very, very, very consistent training. Um, i got athletes who don't take days off. Yeah, um, and if I don't pencil a day off, they don't take it. Um, I rarely take a day off. I can, I can go months without taking a day off. And if I do, I get angry. Like, oh, why did I take a day off? And it's just my head saying it. I feel strange not exercising today but that's not to say we don't do easy days um but it's i'm going off topic here but it's, it's as long as you get the volume in um and you build towards and, and your goal needs to be achievable especially if you're only seven months out your goal needs to be achievable and um your actions must replicate what your mouth's saying so if you can if you're walking around telling everyone that you're going to qualify for Kona but you're only doing 12 hours of training a week chances are that's probably never going to happen but if you're going around saying I hope to go sub 12 hours and I'm doing nine hours of training or 10 hours of training yeah that could happen um so whatever your mouth spitting out to everyone you must be able to replicate your actions must be able to replicate it it's very frustrating when i hear people say oh, i'm back on it i'm going to get stuck into it from monday and you know, big things are coming and then the monday comes and they get stuck into it for a few days and then they die off and they go from monday i'm back into it uh, i see that a bit unfortunately but all the best mate if you have any questions along the way shoot me through an email Email address is tim at trainsmove.com. Until next episode, hooroo.